When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hi, my name is Ben Whitby and welcome to another episode of Credo Does DeFi with Real Vision. Uh, today we are joined by a legend in the space, Lex Sokolin. Um, Lex, you and I have known each other for a long time now and I'm totally blown away with all your, your insights and your your kind of your drive and passion for the for the decentralized finance space. It's no wonder that you're head economist at, at Consensus. Thanks, Ben. That's uh, very kind of you to say. Um, I do tweet a little bit, um, and uh, I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, it's really cool to kind of finally get something down on, on tape and kind of recording. It's it's a really exciting time in terms of the. The, just the excitement that the, the evolution of this space has taken from from when we kind of first met in 2017, 2018 um, to now, to really where things are really kind of shaping up. But you know, maybe you can give us a little bit of history and background in terms of what got you excited with crypto and what brought you into the space. Sure. So my journey into the space has been uh, a, a slow radicalization. You know, if you're ever watching YouTube uh, and you're on a video that you chose and then you just keep clicking next and next and next and then uh, 20 minutes later, it's like the earth is flat, everybody's a lizard person and, you know, it's just conspiracy land. And in some way, that's what's happened to me. Uh, I started out my career at in traditional finance uh, at Lehman uh, right around, right before the bankruptcy. And got a training in, in investment management and uh, human nature, uh, the, the second of which I think was much more valuable probably. Uh, and out of that, I went into fintech. Um, in the early 2010s, um, I started and, and ran a robo-advisor and then a wealth tech firm and spent a lot of time thinking about how to uh, transform or digitize the financial experience that people have, how consumers and you know users interact with financial products. And my entrepreneurial experience left me kind of unsatisfied with the scope uh, of what it meant to put a financial product into a website. It felt very incremental. It felt very small. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't really doing damage uh, to to um, the incumbents in the way that you know Google did damage to media, Netflix did damage to film. And and in this way, if, if you're an entrepreneur, I, I, yes, you want to build a business, but at least for me, I wanted a little bit of that creative destruction that comes with building something that's meaningful. And so in around 2016, 2017, um, uh, I, was, I was in equity research at the time, looking at a lot of these large platform shifts. Um, 
like like the platform shifts in artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, uh, augmented commerce, and then of course kind of the smaller themes of neo banks and pay tech and reg tech and all the all the venture capital bingo. And I saw the the steady stream of uh, ICOs on Ethereum uh, coming through and the capital formation that was happening there while working with some of the largest exchanges in the world that had no interest or respect or kind of appreciation of what it means of crowdfunding finally working. And I found it really compelling that you could have a financial system that ran on very different rails, fundamentally different rails that manufactured uh, products without using any of the um, core banking systems or portfolio management systems or card network rails or any of the stuff that you would have to be forced into as a fintech entrepreneur. Um, and then also saw some of the initial promises of well, what if it's not just finance? What's if it's it's an actual economy, like a computational economy on this network? Uh, and for me, that was just, it felt like the right answer in terms of what hasn't happened in the past decade touching financial services. And so I joined Consensus in 2019. Uh, it's been three years on a, a very special hamster wheel and, and I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah, you've always had uh, you've always had an incredible vision. I mean, when everybody else was kind of in the the blockchain space talking about how they were going to kind of pay for coffee, you were always looking to disrupt capital markets and create capital markets 2.0. And that's why I always enjoy our conversations and kind of hearing what your kind of what your brain's doing next with all the various other different information that you're kind of unlocking at this moment in time. What's um What's on the forefront of your mind for 2022? Oh, that's a that's a big question. Very quickly, Ben. Um, I I it's it's a hard one to answer in I think a, a distinct way. So there is there are some themes that lots of people talk about, right? So those themes of the metaverse, the themes of um, NFT based economies, and those economies coming out of gaming worlds, and you see. Facebook becoming meta, you see Epic, the the company behind the Unreal Engine, which de facto renders most of the virtual environments out there, raising $2 billion to, to go into metaverse. Um, you see Coinbase with its NFT play that looks like Instagram. And so I think a lot of kind of short to medium term stuff is going to be about the mainstream discovering digital objects, falling in love with them, having some negative capital capital gains and capital loss experiences, and then kind of figuring out and understanding what the stuff is actually for. And there's no way to get there other than by getting through it. But I think it's, you know, it's fantastic. Every single large brand from Disney to DC to, um, you know, high-end artists like Damien Hirst, they're all engaging with digital objects. And so, you know, that's, it's something that I'm very passionate about and I watch it, but I don't think it's, kind of particularly insightful to point that out. The broader theme, the, the thing that I'm kind of obsessed with right now is this idea of a, this immediately kind of gets into the poetry of things, but the idea that what we're seeing is a 
um, pivot of the world even more so into this this opposition of institutionalism and populism. Whereas, you know, you might have had kind of a neoliberal, maybe conservative, maybe sort of more liberal world with economic policy that looks the same on both sides, but different social beliefs on on um, in the two different camps. I think there's been this geopolitical reorientation into populism, which which has been pretty obvious. Uh, but like libertarianism, anarchism, as well as uh, on the left, and this is now reverberating into our software worlds, and we now have the development of these two internets uh, that are kind of that feel very splintered to me, where we have a very institutional internet with Google, Facebook, um, uh, Apple being um, these enormously efficient robot factories, gigantic robot factories that farm attention, that reward you with dopamine, that keep you in your device, um, that market and intermediate your attention as a product, that extend into sovereigns and sovereigns extend into them, you know, and so the, you can see the institutional story in lots of different ways. You can see it in COVID and the masks. You can see it in uh, Russia and the central banks. You can find it in lots of places. And then the other side, the other part of the dialectic is this populism, which is brings together some really strange stuff. So it's, um, the anarchism of Bitcoin, the apocalypse insurance of the world will burn down and we will have our digital money. Um, it's also the the Ethereum Web3 ethos of, um, you know, the um, the water is poisoned in Ventureland, and so we 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 must build a new on decentralized, trustless ground and and build a new kind of economy in which to be. It's also the quality of the hackers. You know, the sort of I'm going to steal as much as I can from every corner that I can. And it's my right because we're in the Wild West. And so it's this anarchist flavor with a hyper capitalism underneath it because Ethereum and Solana and the like all, you know, perpetuate these property rights, these economic property rights, and DeFi allows us to trade and so on. Right. So there's this wildness to, and harshness to the architecture. And then on top of that, we're now having a very collectivist, almost utopian communism emerge with decentralized autonomous organizations where people are coming together and saying, you know, we, the consumers pool together our labor in order to volunteer uh, to build platforms from which we benefit um, as a merit of our consumption, you know, so it is workers of the world unite and uh, seize the means of production. It literally that that's what's happening with DAOs, but it's sitting on top of this anarchism. And the unifying thesis there is individualism and property rights and self sovereignty and and you know the self relative to the corporate body or the sovereign body. And I think again, that's not necessarily very insightful when it relates to politics, but it is insightful when it relates, I think, to the two internets, because you do have this echo of these philosophies now being built into software. Uh, and, you know, that's that in many ways, that's terrifying. The software just lasts uh, and lasts and lasts. And so for me, I'm paying a lot of attention to, to what that means and 
what kind of structures come out, what does DAO governance mean, uh, and trying to place it in the context of kind of what I've described. Hey there, revolutionaries. Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.